everybody, and welcome to the Final Femme. My name is Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hello. How are you, Sid? I'm good. How are you, Jack? Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this week we watched The Omen, so I am hesitant to get your initial thoughts. What did you think? <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't really care for it. Uh, yeah, I gathered that. Oh, yes. Not a big fan. Um, very slow. Yeah. Uh, there was there were some interesting parts, like when they were like doing some investigating into like the mystery of all this. But for the most part, uh, man, not your bag. No, no, I'm good. Okay. I uh, I remember really liking this when I first saw it, which was years ago. I didn't like it as much this time, but I still liked it, and it's still like I can see why it's a classic. Like there's a lot of. A lot of stuff that... So it's kind of ironic that we keep watching these movies and you seem to like them less as we view them. <laughs> so maybe you're coming more to my side, the dark side. No, 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 not my, not my favorites. Just Denial. Just that I saw like one. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Jack. All right. So The Omen came out in June 25th, 1976. So mm-hmm. another summer blockbuster, apparently, I guess. It was written by David Seltzer and directed by Richard Donner. Ah, the, the of the it, Seltzer uh, family, the fortune. Yeah, of the Seltzer line. That's right. Before they made hard ciders, they gotcha. made horror movies in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What flavor is this one? Uh, evil. Yes. <laughs> this evil flavor. <laughs> it stars Gregory Peck as Robert Thorne. Lee Remick is Catherine Thorne, and Harvey Stevens is Damien. <laughs> Damien is our Antichrist child. Did you know he's only five in this movie? Like, the child, the actor, is five years old. That's actually pretty pretty. And, and he was supposed to be five as well. Like, that, we've talked yeah. about this in the past where, like, you know, usually, like, mm-hmm. in horror movies, like, a 24-year-old is playing an 18-year-old. But <laughs> a it's, five-year-old? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's... I, I commend like, boy, him on he's his. Really tall. <laughs> he's a twenty-five-year-old, five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really tall for five years old. Wow. Robert and Catherine Thorne have seemed to have it all. They are happily married, and he is the U.S. ambassador to Great Britain. But they want nothing more than to have children. Uh, when Catherine has a child, a stillborn child, Robert is approached by a priest at the hospital who suggests they take a healthy newborn whose mother has just died in childbirth, without telling his wife. Robert. He agrees. After relocating to London, strange events and ominous warnings of a priest lead him to believe that the child he took from the Italian hospital is evil incarnate. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we've done that several times. Like, here's the synopsis and we're done. And it's never not funny. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully this episode is much more entertaining than this movie though because wow. Oh. Okay. It was it did not jump as much as the exorcist, right? Like you have more of an emotional attachment to just one family versus true. hopping everywhere. That is true. That is true. We didn't start in Iraq. <laughs> no, we we started in Rome, which yeah, is Yeah, of much... course. Way better, right? I think. Way better. <laughs> okay, know. so They've got a tagline on the IMDb website, but on the movie poster, it says, you have been warned if something frightening happens to you today, think about it. It may be the omen, which eh. it's basically the writer saying, if you watch this movie, you'll 
get the curse. Right. And then the tagline on the IMDb website just says, our final warning. All caps. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <Like>, All righty. <laughs> I mean, some of the ones I have here, like one is like a paragraph long. Yeah. It is the great, greatest mystery of all because no human being will ever solve it. It is the highest suspense because no man can bear it. It is the greatest fear because it is the ancient fear of the unknown. It is a warning foretold for thousands of years. It is our final warning. It is the omen. No. That's a lot. No, thank you. <laughs> going to focus group that. That was terrible. Don't don't even publish that. Not, no. Not great. So, okay, Jack, this movie does technically come in under your guidelines because it is one hour and 51 minutes. So it's not actually no, two hours. St- stop with this. Stop with this. <laughs> I'm 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 sick of this. Like, oh, it was an hour and fifty nine minutes. We're good. No, we're not. Anything over an hour and a half, that is bad. So Jack about you know three three quarters of the movies we've watched. Oh, Jack loves it here. He's having a really good time. You guys, <laughs> such a good time, guys. <laughs> um, I did want to okay. point. Some, oh, never mind. The release yeah. date was June twenty fifth. Is that what you said? Yeah, they should have done June sixth. They're all crazy about the 666 bullshit. They like, should have, yes. What's wrong with them? Yeah, that actually is a pretty big missed opportunity. Dummies. Well, no, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, forget oh. it. Whoops. Joke's on me. Too late. Okay. Budget. I wrote it down in my cool little way so I don't fuck it up, but I might still. So the budget was uh, $2,800,000 for this estimated budget. Opening weekend, it did $4,273,886, so she made her money back. Wow. And then the gross worldwide, like, people were really into The Omen. The gross worldwide was $60,922,980. Damn! That's, uh... She made some money. Yeah. They did, okay. Although the budget was very low, like $2.8 million. I guess in... I thought that, too, yeah. 76 maybe that i don't know what that'd be in today's hours but that seems low it does but uh yeah people like creepy haunted children people like uh the devil and uh, people yeah. love the devil i apparently my goodness this movie he's an like, interesting guy i mean give him, give him a chance an guy. <laughs> okay i have a few we don't have to go through all of them but there were some interesting little facts about the omen which kind of go around the lore of it Okay. They originally wanted to call it the Antichrist and then changed it to the Omen. I wonder why. Backlash? <laughs> Maybe. Would have been uh, boycotted or something? Probably. Um, so Harvey Stevens, the guy who played Damien, or the, so the kid, did you hear how he got the role? No, no, I did not. Okay. So when he's four, he auditions for this role because he's five when they're filming it. And the director, Richard Donner, was like, okay, I want you to act out one of the scarier moments, like when you have to be fighting. And he he wanted Harvey to attack him. So Harvey punched Richard Donner right in the dick. Perfect. (laughs) And that's how we got the role. (laughs) I um, don't think that's how Hollywood works nowadays. But um, (laughs) (laughs) in fact, I think you get in trouble if you do that. But that is he literally was like, wow. That hurt. You're hired? Like, Yeah, pretty much. He's like, great, you're hired. Also, I can't take him seriously. A kid named Harvey. I, I can't Harvey. do that. I can't do that. Maybe Harv. No, that's even older. Horv. Horv. Oh, okay, I got another good one. Mm-mm-mm. 
So the guy who wrote the score, Jerry Goldsmith, the composer for The Omen, he was nominated for Best Original Song, and this is the only song. The score, the original score that he wrote for The Omen, is the only thing he won an Oscar for. Oh, okay. So he won an Oscar, so that's exciting. Nice. Oh, and then there was a lot of, like, lore around what happened in the movie. There were two planes that, like, people almost died in during filming this. There was a zookeeper who died at the safari park, like, the day the filming, while they're in the safari park, someone actually died. Because of the Uh, fucking monkeys? No, it was a lion attack. So it was unrelated to the filming. Is that interesting? Let's see. There's one that says the crew had planned to charter a plane to get some aerial shots, but they had to switch at the last minute due to a scheduling conflict. And the original plane ended up crashing and killing everyone on it. So, yikes. Jeez. Yeah. That's an omen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like spooky shit wrapped around mm. this movie. So yay. Anyways. <laughs> yay. That that's Ta-da! that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Another reason not to watch this movie. Don't support the weird oh. problems it caused people in real life. It was a fun movie. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I think that's oh fuck me. Um, okay, Excuse me? Jack. Sorry. We have to talk about um Link. Oh, Link, yes. So in his new video game, um, he is Tears of the Jack. Kingdom. Jack. Uh, what? Jack. We have to talk about Link. Oh. What oh. happened? Oh. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, this is actually, it was terrible. He was buried in a cigar box, alive. And, and no one took the time <laughs> to see if he was actually dead or alive. Are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You sound way more broken up about this one than past producers. Uh, yeah, um, I'm very broken up about it. I should not have taken a drink when you're telling me. But 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 as a, as a you know to kind of this is to kind of smooth this story over, we gave him a little blanket so he was he'd be even warm. We gave him a rose so he wouldn't smell because he smelled like shit when he was dead. Um, we gave him a little piece of beef jerky, and. Uh, you know, we we set our piece, and it was time to go mm-hmm. into the ground. Bye, Link. And then, uh, and then his dog started digging him up. I guess he was hungry. Oh, beef jerky. But we we stopped that. We stopped that. We didn't let the dog get to him. And then right, we just right. bulldozed him and put him in a pool the next day. Jesus Christ, Jack! <laughs> Cheers. Anyways, so Link is gone. R.I.P. Link, we'll miss you. Um, yeah. But our new person is Billy. So welcome, Billy. Nothing says anything greater than happy ending like a brand new pool. We thought so, too. Preferably in ground. Also, Billy, um, where are you from? I'm just curious. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds right for Billy. Sid, can I talk to you for a second? We need to do some goddamn uh-huh. background checks. Background checks? Background yeah. checks. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, Billy, great to have you here. Let's get into the show. We start out with our choir singing ominously in Latin. 
while Damien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Latin? Well, okay. I'm, I'll say, we'll say this. Started with piano. So I was like, okay. We're immediately into like the 70s and 80s. You got to have that piano, creepy piano sure. intro. And then it's like, oh, yes. hey, oh, hey. And I was like, okay, I'm out. I, I can't do this. Yeah. What? As a former choir student, child, performer of the arts, I'm very upset with you right now. Did you ever sing in Latin? All the time we sang in Latin. Oh. Latin, French, Spanish, German. Girl, I know what I'm You know all those? What? Well, I I know songs that. What were you singing about? If you say God, I I say a lot of the Latin songs were religious. Uh The French French song was about like a rumor in town. Oh, rumor. (laughs) Pretty much. She's like, I'm not going to tell. Okay, so here's what happened. And like, that's the whole fucking song. The hot gas. Bull. It was some hot gas. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> anyways so latin is great jack is wrong it's... so we start out what we had to keep the what? train going yeah no I, I just were you not it did it had the intended effect this movie was or this music was creepy yeah it was unsettling mm-hmm. yes so i guess it did its job but i didn't i was just not mm-hmm. vibing with it you know, you know I, I mean are you supposed to vibe with it i don't think so i think it's supposed to creep you out i think it i think it did its job i just i think Choir music, or, it's just a little, it's just an odd choice for that. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with me. choir music? I don't want it in my horror movies. <gasps> I'm just going to record myself singing off-key choir music and send it to you every day. And you'll just have that now. Sign up for the Patreon, people. You'll get that. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be on the Patreon. <laughs> just random shit in Latin. Cool. <laughs> So we have Damien's on the left, and it's a silhouette. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The opening scene. It's Well, it's not even a scene. It's opening credits. Right. I feel like this is a thing where older movies do, where it's mm-hmm. the names up front. Yep. yep. Which I, I agree with. I think they should get the, the time of day, you know. Yeah. And the time of day, Jack, is uh, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. on June 6th <laughs> in Roma. So we are in Rome, June 6th. Gregory Peck is driving around. He drives to, I thought it was like a, a orphanage at first, but I think it's just like a Catholic hospital. Okay, here's here's the thing with these movies, these older movies. You are not led by the hand of like what's going on. I mean, usually, no. like I would expect some like on screen text like Rome, this hospital, blah blah blah. No, they just drop you in. We don't even meet the guy in the car, but he's being driven to this, like you said, presumably a hospital or something. So uh, Gregory Peck goes to the hospital, and a priest tells Gregory Peck's character is Robert Thorne. So a priest tells Robert, your baby took one breath and then didn't make it. Your baby died. And Robert is really upset. And the priest says, well, you can always adopt. And Robert says, no, my wife wanted one of her own. And so then the fucking unhinged priest is like, bro, we just had a baby get born the same time your kid died. Why don't you just take that baby and give it to your wife and don't tell her you baby swap? Cool. Definitely awesome. I love that for them. So cute. It was the 70s. That wasn't common, right? You just swap babies at birth. I don't tell someone. I would stab Robert in the face. Right in the face. Yeah. that It, it is very messed up. Like, to, to for him to be like, yeah, that, okay, yeah. <laughs> It's fine. And I love how the priest is just like Price is Right. Like, we have this barely used baby. Come on down. And like just hands it off to him. And he like guilt trips him into taking it. Yes. Like the, the baby doesn't have a mom. It's like, 
are you like an orphanage? Like, can you take care of the baby or what? what's going on here? That's why I got confused that it was a hospital at first. I did think it was an orphanage because I, yeah, that was fucking weird. And then he still, Robert's like, I don't know. And then the priest walks him up to this window where the nun is like holding this cute bouncing baby boy. And he's like, all right, I'll take that one. And like, just hands it to his wife and is like, here's your son. Well, and, and, and okay. What? Is, is the way to, to a, a person's heart with a baby is not for it to be screaming when it's being put in your hands. And that's what this baby was doing. Well, I think they just do that. I've been told. I, I don't have one, but I've been told. Like, Yuck. Oh, my God. Uh, it is a what? baby. <laughs> Cannot help that it needs to cry. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> you can't be too picky when you're window shopping for a baby. It's just like when you, okay, I don't want to get, I don't want to bring it down, but here we go. Uh, when oh, you, sure. when your parents or my parents or whoever's parents, if you're, if you're, mm. if you're, maybe, maybe your pet runs out into the street and gets run over, they go to the pet store and buy a one that looks just like it and doesn't, don't tell you that, right? That's what this feels no. like. Oh, don't just my do parents. That. Did your parents do that? <laughs> No, they didn't do that. I'm just kidding. Oh, good. <laughs> but I could see it happening in the 70s, though. That seems like a 70s thing. They did do that in Poltergeist. She wanted to do that, remember? When the bird died, and she's like, God oh, damn yeah. it, sweetie. And she wanted the bird swap, but she didn't get the chance. Bird swap? Like wife swap? Yeah. Like yeah, TV? it's just like reality TV. Same, same thing. Dead bird, new wife, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will get every reality TV reference you throw out. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> I can't sneak on past you. It is a blessing. Yes. So... And then we meet Catherine Thorne, who is played by Lee Remick. And she just like, cool, this is my baby and just accepts it and doesn't for one second think that her husband has baby swapped her. Because why would you have to worry about that in a marriage? You, no, what? she shouldn't. You should trust your partner enough to know that if your baby dies, you wouldn't replace it with another baby. <laughs> right. Just, That's some trust. Just You know, just some married people stuff. Just like don't baby swap. No biggie. Mm-mm, not my baby. It, and it was not your baby. In fact, it was the devil's baby. The devil. No. Tricky, okay. Tricky character he is. Anyways. Sneaking his babes in the hospital. Well, Harvey Stevens is not the most beautiful baby, so. I'm, I'm lagging yeah. behind here. What's that prayer they say all the time? I think we. Rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. That's what you say for grace <laughs> at your family's meals. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the Catholics say. I've heard. No, the Lord's Prayer. That's what I meant. Sorry. You had to keep reminding me during the exorcist because I'm <laughs> such a good Catholic. Clap, baby, clap. Clap, bam, cheek. Clap, baby, clap. Amazing. Ooh. We haven't even got past the baby giving up scene. Nope. Or, <laughs> or giving... It's going to be a good one. All Man. right. Then we randomly just jump five years forward. Mm -hmm. Next scene. And they don't say like, Five years later, you're just like X on the screen, people. Yeah, come on, Jack's favorite motherfucking part. Come God, on, piss me off. They oh, tell Lord. us we're in Rome on the sixth of June at six a.m., but they don't fucking tell us it's five years later. In Damn. they're still in Rome, actually. Yeah, they're still in Rome. Maybe that's okay. Not for long. No. Nope. So yeah, we assume that this is five years later because she is hanging out with a five-year-old and uh, different kid. Different kid. They just swapped him again. They're just like, just every year, let's just get a new model. Like, come on. We want the new one. One that's like older yeah. already. Let's do this. We want the Antichrist one. Thank y'all. So Robert comes home and says, hey, babe, pack your shit. Uh, we are going to London. And Catherine's like, what are you talking about? He's like, 
hey, I just became the new ambassador to Britain, Great Britain. So we're moving to London. Woo! Which I, yeah, sure. Good. Good for them. Good for him. That's They great. seem like they have some pretty nice living quarters in Rome, but okay, we'll go to... Yeah, they're doing fine. So Catherine finds a house and is showing it to Robert because apparently Robert didn't need to be part of the house hunting. She's just like, look at this cool-ass house I found. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, and she's like, it's this great. Est- yeah, it's an estate. It's a mansion. It's huge. It is a mansion. It's beautiful. It's a lovely house. It's so- Oh, she shows him this room that looked like it was a library, and it's... Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want that. I know. But I can live in just that room. You know, bed, kitchen, everything, just in that one room. just live in the one room. And they'll charge you like three grand a month for that room. Sure, sure, sure. So then Robert's like, you really like it. Neat. Let's bang. Nah, just kidding. I'll give you a chaste kiss. And then it's like a bunch of scenes of them walking around the countryside. There is, okay, for a religious movie, there is a lot of kissing in the first 10 minutes of this movie. A lot of kissing. Yes. Too much. And then there's the implied, uh, let's go up to the bedroom where there's actually no bed. Right. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of implied sexy times. Mm-hmm. Love those. So they take a lot of walks in the countryside with sappy music playing. And then they're walking, just the two of them, arm in arm. And Robert's like, oh, I got to go to the U.S. to see my old college friend. And we learned that his college buddy is now the president of the United States. And uh, they're just walking, and he's like, oh, where's Damien? And they turn around, and their kid's just missing because they were not watching the five-year-old child and, like, have a minor freak out. Oh, problem solved. See you guys. (laughs) The devil is dead. No, he's fine. He's just hanging out. The devil got lost in Georgia. And now he's back in London. (laughs) (laughs) So Damien is fine. Yeah, he's, like, hiding behind a tree. Yeah, he cries because they kind of scared him a little bit. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, this is weird. I, I don't feel like I've seen a movie do this. And we just get random stills of them. It's not even, like, motion. It's just pictures of them doing happy family things. And it yeah. was so weird. Like, why? Yeah. It's a photo montage of their yeah. time in London. But it's not like a lot of time has passed. It's still around the yeah. same time. Like, it's just them, like, they're riding a horse. They're... At their house, hanging out. It's just weird. It's just really There's weird. Nothing says family like pictures of an ugly child. <laughs> Billy, I, I really like you. I, I, I hope you stick around. I feel like that's Kodak's new theme. Nothing says family like an ugly child. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they went bankrupt? <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> Kodak needed better marketing. <laughs> I don't let the devil on your marketing team. Kodak was with the devil. Uh, I don't know why I can't say devil normally. I just, it's devil. You, you could say Satan. From one of my you. favorite movies, Waterboy. I don't think I've seen the Waterboy. Oh, what? That's one of the things everybody the, the devil. The she wasn't right about that boy. <laughs> he wrote something weird about that boy. Sid, I feel like we need a sister podcast where we just watch comedies <laughs> because you are severely lacking in that department, much like I am with the horror movies. Oh, maybe. Well, I we could, like I said before, we could do Patreon where we just, you take me through all the movies I haven't seen. We we could. Email us um, at yeah. Final Fan Podcast. Final Fan Podcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. That once more is Final Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Let us know. And you can say, don't do that, too. Like, what we, you know, we'll listen don't to you. Say, don't, don't, don't say that. That would make me sad. Well, maybe they don't want... Okay, okay. Don't <laughs> like, email no... me. I don't know how to open it. 
Billy, That's, come on. Don't don't email Billy. You emailed your resume and how'd you do that? I had my grandson do it. Uh, I was gonna say it's God gotta be the grandsons. grandson. God damn it. He's got nice short, curly brown hair. Uh oh. Mm. Billy, we should make dogs bark. Wait a second. Uh, and growl. I think we're cursed now. I mean, we were okay. cursed before. Well, yeah, that's not new. Billy fits right in. Moving along. Damien's birthday. <laughs> Damien's birthday. That's right. So then we go to Damien's birthday party, and we're moving again. We're not stills on a screen for some fucking weird-ass that, reason. That was really weird, yeah. So Damien's got a big birthday party. Like, there's a bounce house. There's a, a carousel. Like, he's got a little train track going. He is having a great time. And he's got, like, a hundred of his closest friends, apparently, like... as a five-year-old. Yeah, it was like my my sweet five. You know that reference, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, okay, I knew you were going to do I that. I do. <laughs> How do you know all these references? Because they're terrible, and I like to shit on them. And you must watch them. You must watch them if you know them all. Mm, no, I, I catch the highlight reel of them. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, uh-huh. the, the good moments. <laughs> so they are having a big-ass birthday party. Um, There is a reporter there who will come in later. We don't really, not a reporter. He's a photographer. We, we, we don't know. He's just a random guy. He has a camera. He's shooting photos. We don't yeah. know his name. We don't know his name until two thirds way through the movie or halfway through yes. the movie. Well, that's why I got confused because I went on IMDb and I looked up reporter so I could get his name. And that's not the guy. No. Because later we find out his name is Jennings. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the guy. So the photographer is Jennings and he is played, Jennings is played by David Warner. Uh, I was just going to say that. We were talking about how, oh, you're just dropped into these movies, these older movies, and you just pick up on the clues and mm-hmm. figure out where who is who and what's happening. This is a ball dropped by the movie. Yeah. They they could have introduced this character in some way. And I'm I'm pretty Wait. sure I didn't miss it that, that they did. No, because I, I was trying to get it too because he keeps showing up and you're like, okay, we're supposed to know his name. But yes. yeah, you don't find it until, like Jack said, like two thirds of the movie is done. Yeah, it's insane. I don't I don't understand that. Jennings, played by David Warner, is there and he is taking pictures. Just I'm not sure if he just must work for like a press and is because mm-hmm. Robert is an affluent like ambassador, he's just taking yeah. pictures of the five year old's birthday party. That's kinda how I picked up on that. And also he he seems like a nefarious character. Mm-hmm. He'll like see something and kind of eye it and then like start snapping photos. So you're immediately like suspicious of this guy. Or I wasn't. Right. Yeah, he's being weird. Mm-hmm. So to go along with that, he starts taking a photo of the nanny who is played. She doesn't actually have a name, but she's played by Holly Plants. They call her Holly like once and then she's not on screen for very long. So maybe her name was Holly, but she's the nanny mm-hmm. and she is holding uh, Damien and Jennings takes a photo of it. And then Catherine feels weird about it. So she picks up Damien and is like, oh, I'll take my son. And then there's this random Rottweiler just at the edge of the party, just hanging out. And he makes eye contact with the nanny. And they have this weird staring contest for a while while really discordant music plays. It was awkward. This music. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Um, I just put, like, in my notes, weird bubbly synth music. It was very, very <laughs> different than everything else in this movie. And it, it shows up yeah. the first couple times that, that this dog is on screen. Yeah, it's always with the dog. So I don't know. Maybe the dog's got a weird playlist. His entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey. <laughs> now to the stage. Seven years old, 40 pounds. <laughs> oh, that dog's more like 70 pounds. He's a big dog. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not good at judging. Uh, that. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> so Damien's just playing. He's hanging out with, like I said, a hundred of his closest friends at age five, obviously. And then we just hear off screen, Damien, Damien, look at me. I'm over here. And then everyone kind of turns to look and we see the nanny. And at first we can't tell what she's standing on. And we just see her and she's got this rope around her neck. And she's like, Damien, I love you. Look at me. It's all for you, Damien. And then we realize she's standing on the roof and just, boop, hops off the roof and hangs herself in front of a lot of children. Yes. Which... It's a lot of screaming. Well, and it was it was this weird moment where they were screaming for the first, like, five, ten seconds, and then it was silent. And I would I would almost imagine... Yeah. I, I was never witnessed it. I, I never want to witness something like this, but... That's probably what it would be like, where everyone's mm-hmm. shocked at first, and then you're just kind of like this silent of like, what just happened? Everyone's trying to like process it in their own way. Yeah. And all the kids are looking at this. I mean, everyone's looking at it, but it like zooms in on the kids, yes. and they're just like, oh, man. Yeah, just staring slack-jawed and wide-eyed. Like, what a pretty dramatic. photo op for Jennings who saved this film. True. That's true. He's always in the right mm-hmm. place for the photos. And that Jennings. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's our first death. Woo. Woo? I said that, that's our first death. Oh, I know well, you're happy with it. Oh, no, we're just doing a little death clock. Like, tick, 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 tick. Oh, oh, man. No. Thank you, Sid. You made me happy there. <laughs> okay. Woo. Yes. So, Robert and Catherine are holding Damien, who they think is in shock, and he's just kind of like, Brap, staring off into space. And then he locks eyes with the Rottweiler, and we get our weird discordant music again. Oh, well, and he just well, kind of well, smiles well. and waves at it. And, like, all right. Weird yeah. response. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's the next day, and Robert has shown up to work, and there's a bunch of reporters who are like, "Hey, was your nanny on drugs? Is that why she killed herself? We don't know." Because yeah, and it's it's crazy that the Southern press traveled all the way to to London for this. <laughs> the Southern <laughs> press are very motherfucking dedicated. Thank you. But I yes, they are they're very much <laughs> like asking him all these questions about the nanny and her background and stuff. He's like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Up? I'm too important and white to understand things like that. I don't know why he keeps having a southern accent. I don't know why he said that either. That's very, yeah. It's so weird. Why you Gregory say that? Peck, why did you say that? God, you're bad at public relations. He's from southern Rome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from southern Rome. Exactly. Thank you, Billy. So Robert accidentally bumps into Jennings and like knocks his camera to the ground and breaks his lens. I think. Yeah, it falls to the ground and we we hear like a like a sound like it like it breaks or it's something. It's just like, like a weird little interaction between the two. It's establishing that I guess Robert will remember who Jennings is later. Yeah, and so it's weird because Robert offers to pay for the camera. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry." Like he's getting hounded yeah. by these asshole people from the press, and then this guy mm-hmm. he just accidentally bumps into and he's. Kind of has this moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'll I'll replace yeah. your camera." And we don't know his name at this point, so I just put press guy or photographer says, "Oh, it's it's okay. No, you don't have to pay for it, but now you owe me." And that was like a really now weird. You owe me. That's that's a it, it plays into the thing of like this is a bad guy, this photographer guy. Like he has something going on. Yeah, I agree with that too. I didn't know where he stood for like a while because that is a fucking weird thing to say. You couldn't mm-hmm. just be like, "No, that's okay, thank you." He's just like. Now you owe me. What? what and it's about? like, no, just I finish that sentence. A new camera. Like, he was offering to do that for you anyway. Just take him up on the... <laughs> just say thank you, Jennings. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that money in my hand. And if you don't, you owe me, owe me, owe. Billy. 
Oh, God, Billy. Okay, we're going to have a talk after this episode. Billy, you remind me of Billy Loomis from Scream, and it's Shut great. Up. No, that's not right at all. Shut the fuck up, Jack. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Billy Loomis would never. Fine. It's never fine. what? Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis liked horror movies, I know. not comedies like I our know. Billy. Our Billy likes comedy. That's why I'm getting along with this Billy. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> so then Robert's in his office hanging out, and his secretary tells him a priest from Rome is here to see him. And in comes this gnarled-looking priest. Oh. <laughs> Father Brennan, played by Patrick Troughton. Father Fugly. <laughs> I didn't say he was Fugly. I just said he was a little gnarled. No, I did. Okay. So. <laughs> Father Brennan is here from Rome to see Robert and he comes in and essentially he doesn't explain anything. He's just like, you got to convert. You got to take the blood of Christ. You got to take it every day. Like he's also from the south of Rome, obviously. And he's <laughs> just trying to like, you got to, you got to convert. You need to be Catholic. Like you're going to die. Robert's like, what are you talking about? Why are you in my office yelling at me? Yeah. He's like, well, I was at the hospital when your son died and you purchased this new child and have some, have some Jesus, but have some blood. Please just have some blood. Like he, he just keeps, keeps repeating. He's adamant. Drink some wine. Drink that wine. Drink the blood, Christ. Drink that wine. Except Jesus. Like, dude, save it for the mass. Save it for the church. We don't want you out on the streets doing this. This is this is too much. Stay stay where you belong. Proselytize in the church. We don't want you out on the streets doing this. Oh, my. Sorry, I'll get off my little mount. I mean. My dais. It's fine. My dais. My dais. Oh, my dais. My dais. is using the power of the church to get another politician out of a scandal. Oh. Yikes. Scathing. Gotta repent. Gotta join that church. Otherwise, those reporters will be on him like evil dogs. Drink that blood. Drink that blood. Drink that blood and repent. Yeah. Get hurt on the blood of Christ. Oh, no. (laughs) As my grandson would say. (laughs) I don't think your grandson said that, Billy. I I might believe it. They probably watch comedies together, so, yeah. Probably. So, anyways, uh, Father Brennan, understandably, is freaking Robert out, and Robert calls yes. him security and is like hey can you he's still really nice about it like you never really see him lose his temper till like mm-hmm. the end he's just like hey can you get this guy out of here i don't i don't want him in my office he's a proper pecker gregory peck there you're not even gonna say that i love it nope. speechless sid nope yeah um <laughs> it won't last <laughs> it won't it won't last okay so during this part, so he basically, mm-hmm. like you said, he's calling security. He's like about to ask for them to come in. And then the priest says something. I saw your kid. And he, he says he, he saw its mother. And this is where Robert's yeah. getting a little pissed. He's like, what do you mean it's? And what do you mean the mother? That's, that's my wife you're talking about. And right. but Brennan is referring to the baby that he adopted. And he keeps saying its mother. Its mother was a. And then like they break in and we don't get to hear the, the rest But we never find out. God, that pissed me off. I was we, expecting to find out the whole time, and we don't really. I know it's inferred, but like we don't get like a clear. No, it, it's at the very end, or not the very end. It's when they're on there, when Jennings and Robert yeah. are on their trek to find out what what's going on here. We kind of figure out what he was trying to say, but I, I don't know. That kind of stuff makes me grouchy. Speaking of Jennings, we then hop over to Jennings' house where he is developing photos, and he noticed the photo that he took of Father Brennan. There is a shadow of a huge pole that appears to be like piercing Father Brennan, which foreshadows what might happen later to uh, old father there. Then 
This movie's not as bouncy as some of the others, but it is still kind We're of We're like, uh, uh, what's her yeah. name and Tremors pogoing up and down, just bouncing all over the place. <laughs> Pogo on them rocks, girl. That would be... Wait, Mindy. Oh, right? I thought you were talking about the love interest. Oh. Yeah, pole vaulting between the rocks oh. was Rhonda. I'm sorry, I meant pogoing. Mindy is pogoing. All right, if there's no more interruptions from Jack... <laughs> We go to uh, Robert and Catherine, who are looking to hire a new governess since their old one is no more. And in walks Mrs. Baylock, who is played by Billy Whitelaw. And the first time I read her name, I thought it was Billy Whiteclaw. And I was like, what? And then I read. I mean, God, we got John Seltzer and Billy Whiteclaw right in. I mean, this is just a family. It's just a drinking party movie. (laughs) So we meet Mrs. Baylock, and it's kind of funny because she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm here to help you out with Damien. I know you guys don't have a nanny anymore. And when she's out of the room, both Catherine and Robert look at each other and they're like, hey, great find. And then they're both like, I didn't, I didn't hire her. I thought you hired her. So then Catherine asks her, hey, uh, Mrs. Baylock, who, who sent you over here? She's like, oh, the agency. And they're like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, well, the agency saw in the paper what happened to your previous nanny and reached out to me to come here and Catherine's like i'm gonna i'm gonna double check that is that cool because that that seems like a lie thank you and it was well i mean that's like super predatory if there's like a also governess is a name for a nanny i didn't know that mm-hmm. I, I, I had no idea it's a rich people thing ah that's why i don't know um, and i'm not a rich people no but yeah it's it's very like she's like oh yeah we, we were looking in the pa-. so like is this agency just looking for when people die like when annie's die and they're like oh we can fill that hole we can fill that gap and get someone in there and hire them no if na- if agencies actually do that i think she queen devil worshiper was probably doing that just to be a creeper i don't i don't think agencies oh i don't know i guess i having never worked for an agency i'm not sure Anybody who works for an agency in the 1970s in London, that's actually about a British devil child. Please reach out and let us know. Let us know. We expect to hear from at least one person. Yeah. Hopefully not Miss Baylock. We don't want to know you. (laughs) No. So she, like, weirdly convinces, because Catherine's like, oh, sure, I'll introduce you. That's fine. He's a little shy with new people. And Mrs. Baylock's like, no, girl, it's fine. I got it. I'll, I'll just go meet him. I'm just like, um... Oh, okay. He is so eager to meet Damien. She is giving me insane vibes already. Right. Like, why would you let her around your child? She is a bossy motherfucker from the jump. Like, no, mm-hmm. ma'am. You work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't work for you. Yes. So Preach. She goes, <laughs> Preach. So she goes into Damien's room and just says, like, hello, child. You don't have to be afraid anymore. And they just kind of lock eyes. And then he smiles at her. And it's weird. It's uncomfy. Yeah. If I didn't know Damien any better, I would feel like he just smiles at whatever. Like He's like, hey. He's just a smiley kid. He's a happy kid. A happy little guy. Um, so Catherine's running around. Uh, she and Robert are late for a wedding at a church, and she's telling Mrs. Baylock, hey, I need you to get Damien ready. We need to go to the this wedding. And Mrs. Baylock is being a douchebag. And she's like, no, I, Damien doesn't want to go to church. Like, that's weird for a five-year-old. And I appreciate this because Catherine kind of puts her foot down. She's like, um, hey, you work for me. We are going to this wedding. I don't really care what you think. Have my son ready to go in five minutes. Yeah. He's five. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing if he did miss a wedding. Like, he's going to be bored. It's not a big deal. But you work for this lady. Yes. No. 
Let you, her make her own mistakes. You are a governess, which today I learned is a rich word for nanny, I guess. But You uh, are a governess. And maybe the people at the wedding had a no-child policy. Don't bring kids. I don't know. In the 70s? I highly doubt it. <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> Everyone was smoking. The kids were smoking, too. The kids are smoking. Kids are doing shots in the back room. Like, hey, trade you my binky for your fucking jacks or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Brought a bottle of Christ's finest blood. Oh, oh no. Come on, oh, Robert. No. Get in on this. Father Brendan wants you to. What vintage? It's over 2,000 years old. It's a good year. It was brewed in 66. 666. <laughs> so Robert, Catherine, and Damien are driving up to the church. And as they get closer, Damien is getting visibly uncomfortable. He's shifting around. He's sitting up. He's staring at the church like, Ugh. And Catherine's like, oh, I don't know. It's weird. He's just scared. It's fine. We'll just, we'll get there. They get to the church. They pull open the door. And Damien has a full-on meltdown. He screaming no i don't want to go now and uh in true ambassador fashion robert's like just shut the door just keep driving we're gonna take our spoiled kid out of here yeah he he's like hitting catherine in the face too and like pulling her hair that yeah that's true damien's a little bitch baby (laughs) that's right i said it i hate damien (laughs) yeah controversial take right yes that's true damien is kind of beating the shit out of catherine so they drive away and then the next scene is they flee the wedding they do like they like out. haul ass out of there <laughs> which i mean fair enough yeah it's being a little turd get out of there i agree with you sid <laughs> i was gonna say uh <laughs> damien is not being very nice to his mom so they have some time to think about it is that a nicer way to say that yeah it's better than like some parenting strategies where it's like okay now we're gonna take a breath and you're just gonna calm as the you know kid is screaming its head off like okay we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna calm down it's like the best thing you could do is get that kid out of the situation. Get a cow bag from 666 and calm ourselves with nice deep I was going to say, I don't know if gentle parenting works on the Antichrist. The next scene is Robert and Catherine are in their bedroom. And Catherine's, they're just getting ready for bed. And Catherine's like, oh, it's so weird he acted like that. Like, he's never had a problem before. And then Robert's like, don't you think that's kind of weird? Like, in the five years... Our child has never had a cold. He's never had the flu. He's never been sick at all. Any kind of emotional outburst. And Catherine's like, oh, he's just really healthy. And I do not have children. But what I can surmise from my parent friends who do have children and my medical friends who work around sickly people, it is not normal to make it to five without ever having any kind of illness. No, I mean, when a kid gets sick. Like, it makes the whole family sick because it's like a super bug, basically. So, yeah, that is very odd. It's a little vexing. Like, I don't know if it, like, Catherine is in, like, super denial at the moment because she just got TKO'd by her kid. But, like, <laughs> she, she, I mean, she's, like, bruised and stuff. And, like, it, it's looking pretty bad for her. But she's just like, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. And Robert's the one that's just like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's just happy to let Catherine hang out in her delusions. It's like, oh, okay, honey, whatever you say. Like, He's like, you want me to call a doctor? And she's wiping blood off her face. She's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, no, I mean a, a therapist for a crazy child. <laughs> Which, that's very 70s to be like, no, I don't care about you, wife. What about our kid? <laughs> what about our child? Child. A child. Child, please. <laughs> Bring forth the child. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bring forth the child. The child. <laughs> what the fuck? Um. Okay. 
Yes. So the doggo is back. So Mrs. Baylock brings in the Rottweiler who was outside making weird eye contact with everybody. And Robert's like, I I don't recall giving you permission to bring in this Rottweiler who is growling at me. Mrs. Baylock's like, oh, Damien loves him. Like, it's fine. And he's like, they bonded. They bonded. And Robert's like, I do not give a fuck. You work for me, and I didn't tell you you could bring a dog into my house. Get that dog out of here. Get him out of here tomorrow. Because Miss Baylock apparently, I don't know, thinks she's a freelance governess or something. Like, she doesn't have to answer to anybody. But I would get rid of Baylock. Like, the same. The, the second goodbye. she defied, Like, the second she, like, gave me a hard time about taking him to church and didn't back down the first time, I was like, I, I hear your concerns, but I need you to get him ready. You gotta go. Like, come on. You could find somebody else. Yeah. So next day, Catherine takes Damien to the Wildlife Safari Park. Catherine is getting her ticket. So Damien runs up and he just sees like this gaggle of giraffes. And he's like, hey, giraffes. Woo. Also, Damien almost has like no lines in this movie. So it's just a lot of him like smiling and staring, which I mean, there's a lot of that easy lines to memorize. A lot of smiling. Yeah. A lot of smiling. So he runs up to the giraffes and just kind of stares at him. And then the giraffes see him and go ape shit like they freak out and run away and they're like oh god damon child they run like a lion is coming after them yeah yeah catherine's like that's weird animals are running from my child i'm sure it's fine and then the next scene they go they're in their car and they're driving through the baboon enclosure and uh oh i have a fun fact about this so when the actress and the actor who plays damon when they're driving through the the park they wanted the baboons to react, so they put, I think they put, like, a, a baby baboon in the car with them. So the adults thought someone was trying to steal their baby. So when, when that actress is screaming, that's real. She's really afraid because they're really charging the car. That, so, that looked The 70s real. were wild. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that makes so yeah. much sense because, as we're about to see, the monkeys get agitated like the drafts did, but the monkeys they get like aggressive. Yeah, they get very aggressive. They look like they're gonna back away, but then they start like attacking the car. And these monkeys are actually jumping on the car. And Catherine yeah. is driving away with the monkeys on the car. And I was just like, Oh my god, what is going on here? Like that was too real. Yeah, like they're really coming after the car. So I'm sorry. Catherine is played by Lee Remick. I just forgot the last name. So yes. So Lee Remick is really scared in that scene. Like, oh, shit, these baboons are trying to eat my face. I don't like that. Now, do you think this is like a similar thing with the exorcist director? Where he was like, you know what? I'm not going to tell them any of this and like get like a re authentic reaction from them. I don't know because the baboon was in the car with them. Like the baby was in the car. Mm -hmm. That's why the adults attacked. So I, you would think she would know it was in the car with them. I just don't know if they knew it was going to be like that visceral of right. a reaction. So they just like took it too far. Basically, Didn't didn't know I what they were doing. In terms I of think so. what, what kind of reaction they were going to get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But wild. Yes. So, yeah. They drive away. Fair enough. Got them monkeys riding that car like a bunch of surf ninjas. Billy, are you high? No, I like comedies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Billy. Oh, Fair enough. My favorite producer so far. Uh huh. I, I can tell. <laughs> Next scene, again, it, it is a little jumpy. Um, Catherine's in bed and Robert just comes in to check on her. He's like, hey, girl, you almost uh, got eaten by baboons. How you doing? How you feeling? You all right? You good? Uh, and no, no, she is not. No. Kathy is freaked out. She's very despondent. And you can cut this, too, because I'm sure this is going to be offensive. But I just put Robert and Catherine are in such denial about their shitty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Jack? Yes. That's one oh, for Jack. Oh, God. 
Oh, Lord. Yeah, so Catherine essentially breaks down and tells Robert, like, hey, I need to see somebody. Like, I'm I'm afraid. I need to see a psychiatrist. Um, well, it, like, she starts saying that she's the problem. Yeah. Which is very alarming. Mm-hmm. She's got some blame shifties going on. Mm-hmm. And then we're randomly at a, is it rugby? Is it soccer? I was trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, rugby. It's rugby. It's rugby. Yeah. Thank you, Bailey. Which, man, this sport is looks tough. Man, it, yeah. it puts mm-hmm. American football to shame because they are, like, beating the crap out of each other. It's pretty intense. Well, and there's there's no protective gear. <laughs> They're just like, hey, let's just punch each other in the face for a while and then throw a ball. Like, what? And then kick a ball. There's no rules. Yeah. I have a great concept of how rugby works, like, obviously. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, whoever has the ball, you just go after that punch person and you play, yeah. <laughs> beat them down. Just yeah. Punch them in the face. <laughs> punch them in the face. Britain's brutal, man. Watch out. Oh, man. Limey. Limey. <laughs> I, I think they're at Robert and Catherine's house, too. Like, I don't think they're at a game. I think they're just like dicking around at the house because then the coach is like go have a drink with the lads like what maybe it's like an exhibition like trying to get the like american guy integrate him with like british culture and like sports and something i don't know i'm not really sure exactly what it is but yeah i kind of the Mm -hmm. idea he is there is just a kind of a oh this is what this is like this is what rugby's like and kind of yeah they're trying to impress him or something little figurehead Mm -hmm. yes so Jennings is there again because Jennings, I guess, just doesn't do anything else except follow Robert around. That's his job. He is always around Robert. I don't know if he's like assigned to him. Like the newspaper is just like know. whatever he does, follow him and take follow that like guy. A paparazzi. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like he is what inspired Lady Gaga's paparazzi song. It's Jennings. Exactly. That's, that's where that came from. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to rhyme with Jennings, so the paparazzi. You know, she changed it to paparazzi, which is way easier, obviously. <laughs> so, so Jennings is there taking photos again, and Father Brennan is also there telling Robert once again, like, hey, bro, blood of Christ, super neat. Meet me in the park or your wife's going to die tomorrow. Anyways, bye. He, he does like a, it's like a, well, it's a horror movie, but it's like a jump scare. He just pops out of nowhere and like grabs Robert by his like jacket and is like, if you don't come to the park, I'm going to. Yeah, like he just like friends like beat him up basically <laughs> yeah father brennan must have been a rugby player in his former days i punch you in the face we also see jennings is so jennings takes a picture of father brennan when he's getting kicked out of the office yes so he takes a picture of him then he like says hey father he turns around snaps a picture he's like thanks thanks buddy Bing. like an asshole and then he does the same thing here at the rugby field and he's like hey father and does the same thing he's like thanks again Ding. Like, you know, Bye. like smiles at him. Yeah, exactly. Like the thumbs up right there. And so now we see Robert meets Brennan in the park. He actually follows through and yeah. goes to Bishop's Park and meets him at 2 p.m. or whatever the time was. And mm-hmm. Brennan's just sitting on a park bench and just kind of like, you know, it looks like he's like on, he's had like 30 coffees. He's just like hopped up and like sitting there. Yes. He is very jumpy. And again, he sounds like a raving madman because he's just like, he all he's doing is reciting this like, bible verse or story or poem or yes. something that is not the way to get someone to listen to the points you want to make no no he tells robert to go to a town called jizreel jizreel i thought it was Megiddo. oh Megiddo is the, the this like town and then there's like a section called jizreel yeah uh, and then he says to seek an old man named boogahagen boogahagen yeah this part got really weird this is where i had to turn on the subtitles because i was like what did he just say <laughs> 
what did he say? Bugenhagen. Yes. Um, and Roberts is like, no, thank you. To uh, no, to all that. Yeah. I gave you my damn five minutes. Goodbye. Brendan is laying this on thick because he also <laughs> says the child must die, and Roberts like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, and he says, which is, this is insane because it comes out later to be true. He says that Kathy's pregnant, and Damien's yep. going to try to kill the unborn kid, and he's going to try to kill Kathy, and then he's going to try to kill Robert at some point. Mm-hmm. And Robert's like, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, my wife's not pregnant, and our child would never do that. And yes, and then so, he says, uh, I never want to see you again. Yep. And he doesn't. And Father Brennan's like, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> yeah, we're both going to be there. You know? <laughs> like, what the this fuck, is This is a pretty Father? cool part, though. Pretty cool scene. Uh, yes. So Robert walks down. You know, he, the fo- it, it just shows him walking away. Mm-hmm. And now we're focused on Father Brennan. He gets his little screen time here. His little moment. It starts getting dark and windy. Very windy. I didn't know they had tornadoes in in Great Britain, uh, but this is that's basically what is happening. They have religious tornadoes in Great Britain. Oh, they strike churches only. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a pretty cool shot because it, this park is mm-hmm. awesome. These trees are ginormous. Like this, I'm sure this park is really old. Um, yeah. It was just it was very very cool shot of the environment there. But uh, Father, he's kind of coming up to like a certain tree, and the lightning strikes it and. It, yeah, it, like smashes the branch, and so he's well, like, he's like he, scared now. He knows from the second the wind kicks up, he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm fucked," and that's why he starts running. And yeah, like and Jack said, the lightning strikes the tree, and a branch falls right in front of him. And he's holding his his uh, crucifix, mm-hmm. like kind of as like a ward of protection. Yes, um, yes. And he's running to the church, and he's trying to like hop the fence, and like an ab- like an abandoned church, like it's like mm, locked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, he can't get in the church because it's locked. So then lightning strikes the spire yes. on the top of the church, and it comes down and hits Father right in the, uh, I guess, in the heart. It, like, pierces his skin and hits him in the heart and pins him to the ground, just like Jennings's photo made it look like it was going to. Pretty cool death. What? That was my favorite death. Not bloody and gory, and it just goes mm-hmm. straight through him. And, like, he basically like, gets skewered into the ground, and so he just is standing up dead and that's that's a really cool was a really cool death it also had like a lot of good build up to it like the music's creepy he's Mm -hmm. running away and he's trying to escape and the weather's just coming like it's it's good it's creepy it's atmospheric and it's like jack said not squishy at all so it's perfect i'm gonna throw a little shade on brennan because okay well that was short-lived give me a second because you're gonna be on my side (laughs) he is looking up at the lightning strike in this metal pole and he screams for a good five seconds it's like, dude, it's like a train. Step out of the <laughs> way. Get off the tracks. Just step to the side. You would not get hit by this thing. He would be That's alive true. now. That's like our pilot from Event Horizon when he just looks at the bomb for five seconds. And he's like, oh. It's the oh, same thing. Sh- yeah, exactly. A squish. Yes. Squish. So, yeah. Squish. He did. Goodbye. Now, here's the time where Damien, he doesn't get any lines, but he gets some, he's able to make some noise in this next scene. Yes. He's just riding around and screaming. Or, no, no, he's playing pool. He's and playing screaming. pool and he... He is making a little kid like ah, 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 noise, and it's like, but what? you can tell Kathy is not having any of this shit. She she is like sitting on the couch, like annoyed by Damien's little escapades here, and she just yells yeah. for Baylock to come into the room and get him get Damien out of the room. Mm. So she's at the end of her rope, and she's been sitting there for a minute. And Robert comes in, and he's like, "He's fine." I'm like you just got here, you don't know how long she's been sitting here. He's just and playing. You offer to help. Yeah. He's just playing. Shut the fuck up, Robert. Where the hell have you been all day? You be quiet. But also, 
Kathy, there's 88 other rooms you could be sitting in. I'm sorry. You can go to any other room and be good. True. Oh, uh, so oh, yeah. Cold shoulder from Sid there. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so Miss Baylock does come in and take little uh, Damien out of the room. And this was weird because Catherine is starting to, I'm not sure if it's like Damien messing with her, if she is just not having a good time, but she tells Robert, like, I don't want any more children. And Robert's like, that's fine. Not a big deal. And she's like, great. So you'll agree to the abortion then. I just found out this morning I'm pregnant. I'm like, that is a wild way to tell somebody you're pregnant. Oh, holy shit. What a bomb. That was insane. Like, yeah. whoa. Um, also, he, Robert says, and this is very 1970s. He says, I'm going to go talk to your doctor about what's going on here. It's like, what? I have like five pages of notes and they're all in full caps because what the motherfucking fuck? Excuse you, patient confidentiality. Like, how dare you treat me like I'm an infant and talk to my doctor for me? Like, you can go and fuck yourself, Robert. You just get 30 fucking fucks and get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. And then he's like... I want her to have the baby. And the doctor's like, it's really bad for her mental health. She should have an abortion. He's like, I don't care. My child will live. I hope you die, Robert. I'm glad you're dead. You're dead. He does die. Yeah, you got your wish. <laughs> Anyways, they're just little girly thoughts that I just had about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> little girly thoughts that came out in a very demonic way. <laughs> yeah, well, Robert can get fucked, all right? I, it's It's bullshit. It just shows kind of the whole, like, you know, oh, the man, you know, is the the patriarch of the household. So he he controls all this. And it was a very, it was very insightful to the times of, like, how that stuff worked, seemingly. Even the know. doctor, like, advocating for her. Yeah. Kathy is like, now these are just fantasies. This is essentially, he's like, this is just bullshit she put up in her little girly brain because, oh, being a girl's heart. But uh, that said, she probably shouldn't have the baby. But anyways, girls suck, am I right? Blip. Just, and then they have a whiskey. So, no, they don't, actually. It's so gross. Like, he is advocating for her, and he's still talking about her like she's a child and incapable of making adult decisions, and it's so frustrating. And, yeah, I'm. it is, like you said, Jack, just it's the 70s, but it's hard to watch. Yeah. I want I want to maybe give it, give, and don't fucking shoot the messenger here, but I want to give Robert a little benefit of the doubt of just thinking that the pregnancy. Uh oh. Oh God. Oh. Okay. Let's hear it, Jack. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that the pregnancy was confirmed that Father Brennan yeah. told him about. So I think he's like in shock of like how how is this happening? Like, so I think his like reaction of like I'm not gonna let basically I'm not gonna let Damien win by getting an abortion because that was what Father Brennan said was gonna happen. Is that? Damien was going to kill the unborn somehow. I hear the point you're making. Oh, I agree with you. Oh, no. I, oh, I think that shit. is where Robert was coming oh, from. However. Oh, no. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. fucking ever. It is her goddamn body. Get your little pity paws and her choice. off my body. And her choice. Her yeah. motherfucking choice. Absolutely. I understand that he's like, no, Father Brennan's like premonition can't be true. And they're just right. going to have the baby. But like, go fuck yourself. All right. Get fucked, Robert, you piece of shit. I don't think he anyway. does for the rest of the movie, so... Oopsie. <laughs> ah, I have so many feelings. We should move on. <laughs> it's fine. It does remind me of Rosemary's Baby. Yes, that yeah. That, like, lack of agency for Rosemary. Like, everybody she turns to for help gaslights her, lies to her, and none of the decisions are put in her hands, and that right. is infuriating. So yeah. this is that same vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Okay, so our next scene is Damien is just weirdly pedaling around in circles on his tricycle while Mrs. Baylock watches him and smiles for like a while. And Kathy is in the hallway. Sorry. Hmm? Is this how yeah, Satan worshipers pass the time? <laughs> they bike around in circles and smile at each other. Like, come on, count me out of the Satanist religion or whatever. This is so boring. It was it was a goofy scene for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kathy is trying to I think she's trying to water the plants that are like in the hallway near the banister and one of them's too tall so she gets a little stepping stool to step up so she's very close to the banister and mrs Baylock apparently has like a sixth sense and just happens to know through a shut door when kathy has stood up on a, a bench and she opens the door and lets damien like tricycle out into the hallway and i know he's the antichrist but he's five wouldn't you think a five-year-old would like stop and see mom and not crash his little bicycle into her no okay well fair enough i don't have a five-year-old maybe that's the thing they do i don't know but (laughs) regardless he does crash his trike into her and kathy goes over the railing and it's creepy because she's like hanging onto the banister she's like no help me and the adult mrs baylock doesn't come help her and damien just stares at her he's not like mommy mommy he is just watching her lose her grip and eventually fall off with no emotion at all. Yeah, he just Little shit. stares. Ooh, it's creepy. I thought she died. She does not die in this scene, but she does fall like two, two stories, long, isn't it? Or is, yeah, it's a long ways. It's a, who knows? Yeah. But she's not dead. I just, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before this, you know, we get the whole, I don't want to, I do not want to replay what we just went through about the doctor scene, but Kathy does say something about thinking that Damien is evil and how mm. she thinks that Damien is not mm. her kid. So I think yeah. there's some kind of like motherly intuition of like knowing that on a, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't think it's said to her. I think she just has this feeling of like, I don't have a connection with my child. And this yeah. is what's kind of causing all this like disconnect with her. And I just thought like, wouldn't it be great if we had DNA tests that were like readily available and they just go on the Jerry Springer show and he's just like, the child's not yours. And I was like, it's the devil. The devil is your child. <laughs> I don't know how we have the devil's DNA on file, but the child is the devil. Somehow we do. Yeah, somehow we do. It's Jerry Springer. He he does his research. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Did, did his research. Did, Rest in peace. Did, did a lot, yeah. Apparently, he was very nice. I've heard uh, good things. Sure, yeah I, yeah, I guess. But yeah, it's this scene of like her getting hit, like get, uh, Damien running into the, the step stool or whatever, and just having no emotion. Yeah. Like that just confirms everything Catherine was already thinking kind of deep down without having anything said to her yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, okay, I have a question. So it's fine up until his fifth birthday party when the nanny locks eyes with that dog and then he locks eyes with the dog and then everything changes. So did she bond with him up till he was five? Or did she just ignore her feelings until things ramped up at his fifth birthday party? Good question. I'm not advocating for this movie to be any longer. So I don't want to see birth through four for Damien's mm-hmm. life. But I would imagine that it was less chaotic than this because it does seem like mm-hmm. it just started ramping up. Maybe the devil's like, he's ready. Five five years he's old, that's, five, that's baby, the age. He's gotta, ready. That's when we can brainwash him into being the Antichrist. So I, I don't know. True. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just like a little sleeper agent. And the the devil was asleep the in him devil. until he was five. Yeah. Um this guy lost in a lot of parts between zero and five. Again and again. <laughs> damn it, damn it. Not again. So Robert shows up at the hospital and he is more pissed that Catherine lost the baby 
And the doctor, even the doctor's like, hey, man, you should be glad your wife is alive. She's got a concussion. She broke her arm. She could even potentially have children down the road if that's something you guys want. But she's not dead. And Robert's like, but she lost the baby. Fuck off, Robert. Okay? Fuck off. I was thinking the same thing because the doctor is like, uh, Dr. Becker is the guy that talks to uh, Robert. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, she's in a lot of pain, um, internal Mm -hmm. bleeding. And then immediately Robert's like, she lost the baby? And he's like, yeah. But good news is she'll be okay to have kids again probably. So you're you're okay. You don't you don't have to worry about losing that kid. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Stupid. So dumb. Because that's all ladies were in the 70s apparently. Baby making machines. Hooray. Yep. Yay. Anyway. Is the Antichrist in this movie again? And the, Yeah, right? Right? So Kathy essentially says when Robert comes over to check on her and pretend like he is actually worried about her. She's like, don't let him kill me. And Robert's like, shh, you're okay. He's okay. he's literally like, okay. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. He does. Kathy. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> say her name. That was good. Way. Thank you. I've been practicing. That was, I like that. Kathy. <laughs> yes. So Robert does not take her seriously. And he's like, girl, you're fine. And then he leaves. So bye. Uh, he goes home. And then we hit the phone rings and Keith Jennings, we finally have a first name for Jennings. Keith Jennings calls Robert and says, hey, man, come on over. I got some spicy news. And Robert's like, is this about your camera? I told you I'd pay for it. And Rob, uh, Keith is like, no, I have other news. Come on over. Not before he finds out that the fucking dog is still in the room, too. Oh, Everyone's yeah, asleep, but the dog growls at him again. Yeah. I'm just like, fire this Baylock. Right? Get rid of her. Why is she still here? Why didn't they fire her? I don't know. She's insane. She she's not great. She sleeps That's in a room strange. adjoining Damien. Like what what is going on here? Is she the yeah. is she a nanny or is she like a like she seems just way too attached and too close to Damien. It's weird. <sighs> so, creepy lady aside, Robert goes to Keith's house, Keith Jennings, and he shows Robert the poll that's foreshadowing people being killed. Essentially, everyone he's taken a picture of who had the shadow of that pole behind them is now dead. He shows them that pole. <laughs> In his dark room. Not what I meant. <laughs> Jack. Not. Also, hold on. I want to point out that the when he sh- he has the picture of a na- of the nanny too. It's actually like a like a loop yeah. around her neck. So it like signifies the noose that she put on her, oh, on her neck. I didn't catch that. I think it's it's like whatever shows up on the photo of the person, it's like it's like a mark that shows up in these photos. And essentially what it's doing is predicting the death of the person. And it kind of in a way shows how they will die too. So with the nanny, it's the noose. With Father Brennan, it is the pole. And then we find out in a little bit here that Jennings said he basically took a selfie and he has like a it looks like a piece of it, 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 he's looking in the mirror, so it's the mirror, but it shows like a big shard of the mirror is missing, which we find out later. That's kind of okay. how Jenny's dies, yeah. That makes sense, because I was confused. I was like, how is that predicting your death? It's just a jaggedy... That makes more sense. I got it now. Thank you. And the whole time, after I saw that, I'm like, how is he going to die? How is he going to die? Like, I'm just sitting there, like, trying to think of how he's going to die. And I kept thinking car crash, because they're driving in cars here in a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. doing their research. But anyway. Oh, no. It's much more creative than that. Mm, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So apparently our priest was like riddled with cancer and high on morphine like pretty much all the time. Way to go. <laughs> it's morphine time. <laughs> yes. 
It's the junkie version of Power Rangers. Mighty Morphine time. Oh, God. <laughs> this is... <laughs> they go to Father Brennan's house. His, it's not even his house. It's like a a room, and he's papered the walls with, like, Bible pages, essentially. Yeah. And the cops just don't even mind that Jennings is in there because they, quote, thought the priest was crazy anyway, so they just let me come in. It was the 70s. crime scene. I guess. The 70s cops are like, yeah, man, whatever. We don't care. Well, it's like at the this Exorcist. When the director fell down the stairs, they didn't even clean the blood up. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. We'll, we'll leave this blood here. We'll leave this room all papered up with Bible verses and crosses and yeah, whatever. Yeah. If you want to go check it out, go ahead. Totally fine. We don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Apparently, Father Brennan was keeping a diary on Robert, like his... When he left the house, when he came back, the restaurants he would go to. So he's his number one fan. Yeah, he's obsessed with him. We also find yeah. out that he has the 666 birthmark, yeah. which that confounds that me. That's weird. Because that means that he is like a disciple of Satan or whatever. Why would he right. be trying to help Robert? I didn't get that either. I don't know if that means if he had the birthmark... And then he tried to dedicate his life to goodness to combat having the birthmark mm, or if he okay. used to be bad. I, I don't know. It was confusing. That that was very confusing to find that out. Yeah. And apparently there was like a, a comet or something that showed up five years ago that looked like the star of Bethlehem. And it's... I was falling asleep during this. It starts getting into all this weird conspiracy stuff. And you're like, guys, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I literally put Jennings is piecing all this together on his imaginary bulletin board with red string as he's like telling all this stuff to Robert. It's like, dude, yeah, you were digging, but I'm not seeing all the connections you're making here. Cause he, the comment he it, says was like, Oh, it, it happened on June 6th in Rome at 6am. When was your When was your boy born? June 6th at 6am. It's like, Oh my God. Okay. Whatever. Like it's just six, six, six. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it feels like one of those things where like if you want to see a connection, you'll make a connection kind of thing, but whatever. So Robert's like, okay, I got to go take care of this. And Jennings is like, no, I want to help. And Robert's like, this is my problem to deal with. And Jennings is like, it's not. I accidentally took a selfie, like Jack said, and saw that I'm going to die. So I want to help you figure it out. So I don't die. And like a big, strong man in the 70s, Robert doesn't want to admit he needs help. Like, why would you not have this guy help you? Right. Like, he's he's completely on your side and willing to... He's listening to this crazy story that anyone else would say you're insane, like the fa like Father Brennan. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just thought... Uh, drove me crazy. Right. Like, this is the only other person who could help you. Kathy's out of commission. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Baylock's not going to be any help. Your kiddo is the Antichrist. Like, this is a able-bodied man who believes you, like Jack said. Like, just take his help. Yep. Which he does, because he doesn't have a choice. So, Okay, now I got Kathy gets moved to a different room in the hospital because she's gonna have a longer stay because she's still healing from her broken arm and I all her other stuff. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. Her arm is like in a cast like above her head, and she yeah. looks like she's in a very uncomfortable position with with all that going on. And so they they move her into another room, like you said. And Robert's mm -hmm. basically like, you know like get well soon. Anyway, I'm going back home. Like <laughs> bye. <laughs> See you, girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For as much as Robert's like, Kathy, I love... I, I can't do it the way you did it, Jack. Kathy. 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 <laughs> like, fucking weirdo. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> as much as he loves Kathy, uh, he does not stay to hang out with her very much. Nope. 
she, she's alone a lot of the time. Yeah, and hopefully asleep a lot of the time because, man, that would be torturous to be in bed and not be able to move, basically. Oh, man. Yeah, which I wonder if that's supposed to... Oh, maybe maybe I'm reaching too much, but like it would lead to your mental mm-hmm. like breakdown a little bit. You're constantly by yourself. You think your kid's evil. You think the nanny hates you, which she does. All of this is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, poor Kathy. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> we're back. We were at the point where Robert goes home again. So he goes home Bye, and Kathy. finds out that his other nanny, which I can't remember her name at the moment, but. Oh, um, yeah. He's basically going to have her look after Damien or something mm-hmm. like that. And he comes home and Mrs. Blaylock is like, oh, she left. Mm-hmm. That that nanny left or that, that butler or whatever she was. All of his house staff left. So you get the feel like, did Mrs. Blaylock eat them when no one was watching? Because, you know, they didn't leave on their own accord. No. What happened to we... them? What was her name? Hold on. I'm sorry. We Mrs. never know. Mrs. Horton. Mrs. Horton. Mrs. Horton. And I wanted more screen time. She was a looker. She was good. Well, you got, got Mrs. Baylock with her big old. <laughs> I know the worst of <laughs> Baylock. Baylock. <laughs> okay. Yes. So Mrs. Baylock tells Robert essentially, like, "Hey, all your house staff fucked off, but I'm here. Like, it's cool. I I can manage. But it I all. can do everything. No way. I can do it all. I got this. I'm a girl boss. My way to the top, baby." No? Okay. Um, she's a girl governor's. She's, Go- governors. She's something. Uh, so next scene is Robert and, and Keith have fucked off to Rome. They're just, just in Rome, just hanging out. And they go to the hospital where Robert's child was born five years ago. But it's a different hospital. And at first they're, they arg- they're arguing with the taxi driver. And we discover the old hospital burned down in a fire five years ago when Damien was born. And the the fire was probably 666 degrees, too. Like, fucking probably. Jesus. Fucking numbers everywhere. Probably. <laughs> God. Oh, they want to... Robert wants to see the records to see who was the parent of Damien. Um, and, of course, everything yes. was burned in the fire. There are no more records. Woo! Yes. So. But he asks, well, well, surely some of the staff are still alive after the fire. See. And the, the nun is like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, but there's a couple. And <laughs> so he's like, what about the priest with the piercing eyes? And that's who it gave me the kid. And she's like, oh, Spoleto. Yeah, she and just like, yeah, knows that, that, that guy. Right. And she says that he's in a monastery in oh, Frosinone? Frosinone? That sounds right. Um, yep, probably right. It's an Italian place. Yeah. Macaroni Grill. Is that right? <sighs> no. Buka de Beppo, baby! Buka de Beppo! God, now I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. You probably have a delivery guy coming, right? No! Um, uh... so anyway. <laughs> Shut up! It's a... <laughs> I just want to point out something. Again. Yes. With these movies that were made back when, I, I always find something that is terrifying. That is not supposed to be terrifying. <laughs> and maybe this is a real thing. I don't know. But the, the nun... She's like, anyway, bye. And then she like gets on oh. this like continuous elevator that is only made. It's like a, yeah. it's like continuously running and it's like made for like one person to get on. Yep. And it's, it's, that would freak me out so much. Like, I, I, I'm sure this was a thing, but like, it's God like a damn, little that block. was scary. Yeah. It was creepy for sure. But probably efficient. Like if you got to get to the okay. next floor, you just jump straight on the box and you go straight. You, there's no waiting for the elevator to come down, open like all that stuff. But get on like that it was very key. like, oh, 
Just think of getting stuck in that. Oh, yeah, man. That's fair. That would... I don't think that would freak me out as much, but I don't have the claustrophobia like you do. Lucky you. I have plenty of other bullshit, Jack. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Tit for tat. Um, I will yeah, say that yeah. I, this this whole part of the movie where it's like the bromance where uh, Robert and Jennings just like going cross country to research all this, mm-hmm. best part of the movie. This is my favorite part of the movie. I love this. Really? I thought this part could have been cut way down. I was so bored. I mean, it could have been cut down because we all we want all want to get to that magic number ninety minutes, but we can't. No one no one gets their way. No Jack gets their way. Um, <laughs> I agree. It could have cut it a little bit. They could have cut out more of the like trying to figure out the poem that Father Brennan was yeah. saying. And that's that's what we that kind of move on so to next boring. year. Yeah. So they stop at a gas station and or no, I'm sorry, it's a coffee shop and they're going through mm-hmm. the poem. And they're trying to make sense of the poem and it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just more like it, it, confirmation of what they already kind of know. This was the stupidest part because Jennings is like, oh, you know, the comet. Sure. You know, the comet goes through yeah. and it happens at the wrong time or something on the other side of the world. I don't know. It signifies the Antichrist is born mm-hmm. or so the Bible says. But then he starts going into this thing of like, oh, what what they mean when they talk about the flow and all this stuff. He's like, oh, that that mean that represents represents politics and like and like he's he's describing all these like modern terms to like stupid ass biblical terms that they use in that in that poem. Yeah, and trying to trying to make that fit in modern day context, and it is the it's the lamest it was, lamest part of this. It was kind of lame. Yeah, I I think I also thought the monastery scene went on too long. When they go to the, find Spoleto, Father Spoleto. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like they walk, they find oh, they find the monastery. Yeah. They walk into it. No one even acknowledges them. They're all on their knees praying, looking at Jesus. You know. Okay, but that was funny because they're just. You thought that was funny. I, it's funny because they're just walking through this. This they're in the main room, and it's just a bunch of monks kneeling praying yeah and they're not even praying yeah. together they're just all doing their own thing and it's just these two dudes just walking through like doo and no one pays any attention to them and it was just to me it was really funny it was really yeah it was weird they i mean they're all wearing black cloaks they look really weird what? but yeah they they just don't even notice these two guys that are like clearly not from the area like just walking through. <laughs> yeah. and, and finally robert sees spoleto and he comes up to him and then he's just like he like recoils in fear because we see that spoleto has been burned uh-huh. and his like half of his face is like melting from that fire <laughs> yes well i mean <laughs> no, right it is it's just not currently melting i think it has finished melting it is melting. It's like a candle that has been on fire for a while, and then someone puts it out, and that's what you're left with is the, kind of the like waxy, melted look. He has some facial scars and burns. Yes. Let's let's just say Spoleto's face was a little a spilling. Oh, spilling okay. over. Anyways, spilling face Spoleto. All right, Spoleto that's is a good mob name. Catatonic. He can't. He can't talk. He's nonverbal. Because another mm-hmm. priest just randomly pops up and kind of explains his backstory. He's like, but every once in a while he can write. So Robert just like grabs him and starts shouting in his face. This man who can't defend himself. He's like, what happened? Tell me who the mother was. And just after getting shouted at for a while, Spoleto kind of like chicken scratches something out with some charcoal on the stone. And that's that that's enough. Apparently, It it was curvet. Yeah, I think was the word. Mm hmm. 
and so the he looks at the monk. He's like, "What the fuck does that mean? Because yeah. he doesn't that doesn't mean anything to Robert." And he's like, "Oh, well, that's a, you know, that's like an ancient cemetery that's no longer used anymore." Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go there." It's fifty miles outside, or it's, they don't say miles; they say kilometers. It's fifty kilometers outside of Rome, so they fuck off to the cemetery. It would have been pretty good if they said miles. <laughs> like, we'll we'll translate for you, dumb. You stupid American. <laughs> yes. So they get to the cemetery. They hop the fence. I did like the cemetery scene. It was very creepy. They did a good job mm-hmm. just creeping around this old cemetery. Yep. And Jennings finds a, a grave that I'm not sure how they knew it was related to Damien, but they find this grave. I don't either. Like, I mean, they say it's an ancient cemetery. Yeah. Presumably there's tons of like graves there, but they just happen upon there's two of them side by side. And they automatically just are like, oh, because she died or was born on june 6th i think that's how they like figured it out yeah yeah, so i guess that's how they were like okay well this has to be it because what a coincidence right and then the next grave over is infant it just says infant child and it the death was june 6th so and robert's like they murdered my child how do you know what so, okay, so, skeleton shows you yeah. it was murdered? This is interesting. So, okay, this is going back to Father Brennan. Uh-huh. So, yeah, okay, so they read the grave, and it's Maria Chiana. Mm-hmm. And so they open the grave, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a dog skeleton. It's a so, dog, yeah. What that, I guess, infers is that Damien is a son of a dog? A son of a bitch? I didn't know what the fuck that meant. Like, because the Rottweiler in this movie is super symbolic. So is the Rottweiler the bride of the devil? Like, what are we doing? I'm confused. Is the Rottweiler the devil himself? I don't know. I'm not sure. But what's in the grave is a dog bones. So I think that's what Father Brennan was going to say in Robert's office. Is like, I've seen the mother. The mother is a... And then he gets cut off. I think he was going to say a dog or a bitch or something like that. I mean, yeah. No? No, I... That's as good as explanation as I can think. It was just confusing. It was confusing, yes. Then all of a sudden, Jennings is like getting cold feet. He's like, we should just go. Yeah. And Robert's like, no, we're going to open the next grave and see what the fuck is like, here. Like, we came all the way out here. We're not just going to leave. Yeah, absolutely. So they rip open the infant grave, and it's a it's an actual child. It's a baby. But I think the way they were able, it was, it was Robert's kid yeah. from five years ago. And I think the way they were able to tell is because the skull had like a hole in it. So they... Oh. deciphered that they had like beat like bashed the brains in or something like that Ooh. i'm sorry yes that's that's yeah awful terrible I, I, terrible okay yeah i was confused it was like you just looked at a skeleton how do you know they killed it i'm i must have missed that part yeah so i i think that's what they were inferring there by by showing that but they don't have much time to think about this because they're now surrounded by rottweiler dogs in that graveyard a bunch of them like it is a bunch, a bunch of, of big dogs and i want to say just for the record, just for the Rottweiler slander, Rottweilers are very nice. I grew up next door to a bunch of them when I was a child, and they were raised with a golden retriever, so they all thought they were golden retrievers, and they just wanted to, like, jump on you and love you, and they're very sweet. And attack you. Yeah, I got it. No, stop! Um... Anyways, <laughs> yes. But they in this movie, these dogs are scary. They are trying to eat Robert and Jennings. Oh, yeah, they're trying. They're... They kind of like are like perched on hills mm-hmm. overlooking the cemetery and they come down and like start going after Jennings and uh, Robert. Yeah, you kind of get the sense that they were put there to like guard the cemetery almost. Right, right. Now I was, this is where I was convinced like, oh, this is Jennings' death. Whatever his premonition Me was going too. on in the photo. I did too. Like, I thought he was going to die there. Yeah. yeah. 
they kind of get split up. Robert runs and jumps the fence, and then like he, they're getting he, like, attacked by dogs this entire time. Impales his his forearm on this gate. It's like the on it, the spike of the gate. Yeah, yeah, it went through his arm. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, ow. So he's just stuck there. Luckily, he's on the other side of the fence, like the side without the dogs attacking him. But they're still, like, trying to get at him. Yes. And then Jennings finally gets free and is able to... He finds a section of the fence that has none of those spikes, so he just jumps right over, no problem, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Then he he comes over and helps Robert. Like, he pulls him up off the spike and gets him out of there, and then they drive away. Yes. So then Robert, essentially, after they escape, he calls Kathy, and he's like, Kathy... Tom is coming to get you. I want you to get up. I want you to get ready. We're going to leave London. You got to come to Rome. You got to get the fuck out of London. It's not safe. And Kathy's like, like, he just woke her up. So she's like, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Like, I'll I'll try to get ready. She had to figure out some way to answer the phone, too, because her, her arm's up in a sling. She had to, like, reach over with her other arm, like, very delicately and, like, answer it. And then he's just like, get the fuck out of there. And she's like, what are you talking about? Right. And And Tom is apparently someone from the embassy that, Robert has set up to like go over there and get Kathy because he obviously doesn't trust Mrs. Uh... Baylock. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Mrs. Baylock, Baylock. Uh huh. Kathy is trying to put her dress on, her shirt on, and she kind of gets stuck because she's she's down an arm essentially. Yes. And she turns around. Up an arm. Well, yeah, up an arm. Sorry. She turns around and she's like, "Oh, Tom, is that you?" Because she heard a noise, and Mrs. Baylock is just in her hospital room. Smiling the creepiest fucking Jack Nicholson smile at her. And then this is clever because then we cut down to the nurses standing on the ground and we just hear this scream and we see Kathy get shot out of a a hospital window like five stories up and fall all the way down through an ambulance vehicle and then just like now she's dead. R.I.P. No, she's really dead now. She's not surviving that fall. No, she's dead, dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then our next scene is Tom calling Robert to tell him, hey, man, your wife's dead. Bye. Finally, some fucking emotion from Robert. Yeah. He sheds a tear finally. Yeah. The first fall, Kathy, Kathy. He's not crying or anything like that. He's not emotional. He's just like, shut up. I'm going home. Like, he... He, like, makes no emotion in this fucking movie until she dies. Yeah. He's sobbing into his pillow. Kathy. Kathy. So, uh, <laughs> yes, he actually has an emotional scene, and he's he's crying, and he's sad because his wife died, which, fair enough. And then Keith pops in to be like, hey, uh, I found out about that random-ass town. It totally means Armageddon. And then... Robert says something kind of cool, which is Kathy is dead and I want Damien to die too. I was like, okay, Robert, a little late, but yes. all right. But, well, first he recites the poem in its entirety, which I'm glad we got to hear that again for the fucking fifth time. <laughs> but yeah, then eventually, yeah, he he says Kathy died and Jenny is like, what? Mm-hmm. And then he says, and I want Damien to die too. And I was like, yes, finally, Eat him. I wrote in my notes. Eat him. Yeah. So then they just go to Jerusalem. There's there's no plane ride. There's no the next day. There's just them, like, tootling around in Jerusalem, like, alrighty. Uh, and they meet up with the guy that Robert was supposed to. Bugenhagen. Thank you. I didn't write it down. So that guy, Boobyhagen. Oh, you made it good. Because I'm in Boobyhaven. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boobies. So he gives Robert an ancient knife, and he's like, listen, your kid is the devil. And you need to murder him with this cool, fancy knife. And Robert, who was just, like, 
Kathy died, so now Damien needs to die too, is now like, and like clutches his I was, pearls. I was so pissed at Robert here. It's so dumb. It's like you had you had conviction to kill this little shithead. Now you're having you're like I can't get to kill a kid. It's like it's not, it's not a kid. A kid. He's the Antichrist. So Jennings like Jennings got kicked out of the room. So Jennings is in an alleyway with Robert, and he's like, "Look, just tell me what that guy said." And Robert's like, yeah. "He wants me to kill him, and I can't kill a child." And Jennings is like, "It's not a child. It's the Antichrist." And Robert has a tantrum and throws his ancient, probably expensive, knives across the way. Jennings is like, listen, dumbass, if you can't do it, I will. So he goes to pick up the knives, and then a driver, like, bumps the brake on a car. This is, like, Final Destination bullshit here. It was some Final Destination stuff. So he, the driver bumps a brake on this truck. The truck starts rolling backwards. Jennings looks up, sees this truck is rolling at him, and this full sheet of glass... Just comes off the back of the truck. <laughs> Those very 70s effects. It comes off the back of the truck and cuts Jennings' head off and it decapitates, yeah, decapitates him. him. And yeah. they show it from like three different angles and it's very clearly like a mannequin head. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a really cool death though. Like it yeah, was very it was. um I don't know. It was very unique. It was very creative. Yeah. And now when you think back to like, oh, he took the picture and it had that little cut in his photo, like, oh, he got cut by glass. Like it makes complete sense. Yeah. And another thing, I know I go on and on about like, oh, gore, gore, gore. So listeners might be like, well, Jack, what are you talking about? Like this guy just got his head cut off and you think that's cool. They barely show any blood. Like they show a little blood, but for the most part, it's a bloodless affair and he just, he gets his head chopped clean off and it's kind of comical like you said because it's like a mannequin head yeah so i really like these older movies where whether they couldn't didn't have the effects they didn't have the budget to make effects that were bloody or they didn't have cgi or whatever to make it convincingly bloody i like this i like this where they had to like figure out a way to show viewers how someone died without the cgi thing i think that's more of like yeah you know we just got to spray blood all over the fucking place in modern movies because you know why not I don't like that stuff. Yeah, well, that glass must have been, like, full of heat because it cauterized the wound when it, like, Mm -hmm, set mm -hmm. off. It was, like, a heat-seeking glass. So, yeah, that's... Heat-seeking glass, and Uh it was also... It was sharpened to a point Mm -hmm. on the point Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sliced its head off because it did it pretty clean. Very clean. So clean. Look at that realm. Expression's so clean. Ooh, snap. All right. Yeah, so he's dead. He did. I will say, Jennings was my favorite character. I was very sad when he died. I knew it was going to happen, but I was like, man, at least we got him for a, a lot of the movie. Jennings does grow on you. Yeah, he went from like a creepy, like suspicious character at the beginning. You don't know what he, what his purpose is and what he's doing. And then he's on this quest with Robert to figure out what's going on. And he does most of the legwork with Robert to do that. Yeah, he does. Figures out everything. Robert's all set up to kill his dumb fucking kid. And then he dies. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, so... And the next scene is just Robert flying back to London with a set of ancient knives on his lap. Like, all right. I'm sorry, but yes. what's the first thing you would do after all this shit has happened? Get on an airplane? I don't know if I would have got on an airplane. I know you're going to have to get over to England somehow, but like maybe maybe stay in a car most of the time. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe I'm being <laughs> uh, superstitious about it, but. Local oh, customs officer says, what you bringing into this country? Oh, bunch of nice? Cool. Bring him right on board. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's a carry-on, too, because it's just wrapped in a paper bag, basically. It's, it's a 70s. on his lap. 
It's the seventies. I don't give a fuck. They just come up and like, why aren't you smoking, sir? Why? Why aren't you smoking? I have concerns. Is your child the Antichrist? Smoke up. This man's not even smoking on the plane. That's wrong. He's suspicious. Exactly. Thank you, Billy. He must be the devil. <laughs> Kathy, devil. Sorry. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert gets home, and the house is eerily quiet, and he's skulking around, yes. and then we realize the Rottweiler dog that Miss Baylock never did get rid of is also skulking around and stalking him so they're kind of stalking each other but robert outsmarts the dog and like he picks one of the hundred rooms in this fucking mansion and <laughs> like goes down the hallway turns a corner and he's kind of ha- hiding in the shadows and i assume the dog is like picking up his scent so it comes yeah. down the stairs walks right past where robert is and then goes down a, a further set of stairs that leads into the basement yeah and luckily for robert he is able to essentially it's almost like a cellar door where they close on top of the stairs instead of like a door at the top of the stairs. So he just like slams those shut and the dog gets trapped underneath that or down in the basement. Okay. And then he goes into Damien's room and this, this came from the guy who gave him the ancient knives, the guy in Jerusalem. He's like, your son's got to have the mark of the beast, like the six, six, six. And Robert's like, he doesn't have that. Like I gave him baths and the guy's like, he had a creepy line. He said, I know every square inch of him. Okay. Well, yes, he's his dad. I'm sorry. That's creepy. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a parent. Okay. It's just a weird way to say that. It is a weird way to say that. Yes. I will give you that. Thank you. So the guy's like, it might be in his hair. You should like cut his hair, shave his hair to see if you can find the mark. So Robert sneaks Mm -hmm. into Damien's room with a pair of scissors and just like starts like cutting away. Like Robert is Uh, the, the father of ASMR because he's like parting his hair and then he's clipping his hair and it's all dark and and whispery. The kid doesn't wake up. He doesn't wake up. Like he's like touching his head. Damien's in like a deep, the deepest sleep of of his life. Yeah. I guess if he even needs to sleep, I guess fucking devil, the devil sleeps well, apparently. So he finds the mark of the beast. He finds the six, six, six. He cuts enough hair away. Oh, that's in his hair. And then after this quiet ASMR haircutting moment, Mrs. Baylock just (laughs) fucking pounces on him. She's like, "Ah!" she's like, no. And then, yeah, like, which man for being apostle of Satan or whatever the hell she is. She is the dumbest person ever. She doesn't grab a weapon. She announces her presence by screaming. And all she does is jump on the back of Robert, who is, I'm sorry, going to overpower her because he's much bigger than she is. He's bigger than she is. It's like, what are you thinking, lady? Like, Yeah, just shoot him or stab him. Yeah. You know, dummy. So uh, they tussle. And he he essentially, like, knocks her out. Yeah, he, like, kicks her. Yeah, he's not very... Well, I mean... I was going to say he's not very nice, but he's also fighting for his life. So that's not a time to be nice. I get it. Sid, come on. He knew he was going to have to do something about her. She also, like, bites him, too. She's, like, biting yeah, him. Yeah, Makes him bleed all over the place. There's so yeah. many germs that live in your mouth. That's yucky. Ew. Father Brennan would be like, you have to have the blood of Robert. <laughs> Accept him in your life. Drink the blood of Robert. That was terrible. <laughs> so Mrs. Baylock attacks. Robert and she's like run away Damien and Damien's like running down the hall and then Robert like knocks out Mrs. Baylock. Yeah, he like hides behind a chair in the room. Yeah, well, and it's like that is that's a bad hiding place, man. He's dumb. All right, he's only five. Thank God the devil's dumb. The devil's dumb. Um. So yeah, she's knocked out. Robert is <laughs> chasing Damien. He picks him up and he's gonna take him out. And then fucking Mrs. Baylock jumps on him again in the kitchen. 
And it's just really not discordant, but it's like it's hard to see what's happening because they're fighting. Robert mm-hmm. and Mrs. Balak are fighting, but it's really close in on their bodies. Like you don't have yeah. a full pan out shot, so you can't really see a lot. Yeah, I. So yeah, so to get down there, he's carrying Damon. Damon like grabs onto a light oh, fixture yeah. and like electrocutes both of them, and they all they fall down the stairs. I think that's what happens. I'm that's not sure. right. Yeah, and that's when Mrs. Balak becomes up behind and like. Starts again, just jumps on his back, doesn't have a plan. Right. They're in the kitchen. There's knives, which. Well, they both grab a knife. They do grab a knife because they, she like knocks him into the drawer and it like spills all these knives everywhere. So they both have a knife and they're on the ground like tussling around. And I just wrote, this is so lame. Like it was the lamest like quote unquote fight scene I've ever seen. It's not great. Except for maybe uh, Jason's mom and what's her name? I'm (laughs) so, this stuff leaves my brain so quickly. Yes, so it is, Jack thinks it's the lamest fight since Mrs. Voorhees and Alice, our final girl, from Friday the 13th. Which, if you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen. It's beautiful. Go do it. Do it. Yeah, in that movie, they're just kind of like slapping each other in the face. And it's, it's, so many it's, times. It drags on for so long. It's so stupid. And it kind of reminds me of this, where they're just kind of like swatting at each other until they finally get a knife in their hands, and then they're doing the like. Oh yeah, they're each bracing the others. They're holding each other's arms, and then you can't stand them. Yep, and then finally, you know, Robert's able to overpower her and like stabs her in the neck. There. Yeah, Robert just like stabs Mrs. Baylock right in the neck, and then he. I didn't realize he had grabbed Damien, so at first I thought he was just fleeing the scene, but he grabs Damien and like. He, he drags him on the floor. It's so awesome. He just grabs him by the arm and just like drags well, him. And I, it made me wonder, like, is that actor like dragging that child? Like, I don't. Sid. Mm. Sid. It was the 1970s. Of course he was. <laughs> kind of. Not even a body double. I know. Like, oh, <laughs> that kid's only five. That's how they got him around on set, too. I just drag him by the arm. Come here, you little shit. I don't want to act today. Yeah, exactly. So Robert throws Damien in the car, and he leaves his estate. He peels out. And I don't know why he has to stop and talk to the police that are guarding his estate. Like, it's his estate. But he doesn't talk to the police who are around he, like, his He blows property. past them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, how are you going to explain a screaming child in the back? Like, I get it. And and this is the thing where, like, I was like, well, he should be asking for help. How do you ask people to help kill your child? So I I understand it's a little a little bit of a touchy subject in terms of the society's view to do, to do that. So Murder hence why child. he can't get any, he can't get Tom from the embassy to come down and hold him down or something. Hold him down, Tom. It's kind of a weird thing where it's like if if Robert would have just played it a little cooler, he could have probably like oh he was bleeding all over the place because he was bitten by uh, Baylock. But true, um, he if he would have been, been a little bit more calm, yeah. he could have probably got past the police without them being alerted and chasing them. But and he just and, blows past them and been like he's screaming because we just had an accident. He's bleeding. Like I clearly need to get him to the hospital. Like. I, I need he could have said that. Yeah. He could have said that. I'm taking him to the hospital or something. But I think it was a mixture of, like, his wife had just died. Mm-hmm. He had some weird people trying to contact him, like Father Brendan. And maybe the police were already kind of on alert about, like, hey, True. if anything seems suspicious about, like, someone leaving the estate of the ambassador, maybe, you know, alert people or go True. after him. Yeah. So the police do that. They hire a full-ass yes. squadron to follow Robert. <laughs> The British version of a police siren is is so <laughs> funny. 
It's just, it's not even, it doesn't strike fear into my heart. It, like that's, it's so, it's so hilarious. That like it's do almost it like, you. don't even turn it on. It's no, it's stupid. It sounds like comical. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite the same. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. British siren, not as scary. Sorry to all of our nope. many British li- listeners. We're very sorry. Go ahead and email us. Oi. <laughs> Wait, that's that's not Britain. <laughs> Wait, do they say oi? I don't know. Anyways, so we go to the church. Oi, governor. Yeah. <laughs> oi, governor. See? Perfect. Yeah. So Robert is... Oh, governor. Oh, exactly. Thank you. Oh. Oi, governor. Oh, yes. So Robert is dragging Damien in, like, by the leg, by the arm. Doesn't fucking matter. Damien is screaming, and Robert's like... Move your fucking ass. I'm done dealing with you. He carries him up to the altar. And then he has he has time, right? But he takes too long. And he just pulls out the knife and he's just staring at his child. And I, I remember thinking this, watching this scene. I'm like, just, just fucking kill him. Just do it. Why are you waiting? And then Damien's like, no, daddy, please. And then the police officer comes in and shoots Robert. Because Robert's a fucking moron who waited too long. He waited too long to kill his kid. Yes, yes dumbass. I, I sympathize with this kid. Kill your fucking kid. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of saw that coming because of the whole his, him changing his mind with Jennings. Oh, no. Like, I can't do this. Throwing the sacred knife down the alley. Ugh. Robert, you are not my final girl. You fucking piece of shit. He's no one's final girl. Yeah. He's no one's final girl. So yeah, it's a weird way they do this too, because it's like a extremely slow motion shot of like a bullet coming out of a gun. Yeah, but they don't show any of it. It just it's implied because he's about to stab him. The officer says stop or I'll shoot, and then he shoots him. Yeah, which I mean is a good fake out for the last scene because we go from right. the police officer yes. busting into the church like stop or I'll shoot, and then our next scene is a military funeral, and you're like okay. So Robert's dead, yep. but who is the other coffin? And for a minute, you're like, exactly. maybe it's Damien, but it's a full adult-sized coffin. And then they have the funeral. I didn't. What? I didn't think about that. Oh. That's a good point. And you realize, like, the driver comes up and talks to someone who's important, and it's the president of the United States. And then as we pan out, you realize the president is holding the hand of Damien and that it's Robert and Kathy's coffin and that the antichrist yep. lives baby. And that's the movie. And we get this nice little ending. Cause this is what, this is what this actor is the best at mm-hmm. is turning and smiling. Oh, so, so, so <laughs> Damien looks at the camera and just does like a little smile. Like, haha, I got away. You fuckers like that. Kind it's of thing. a slow smile too. He just stares at the camera and then it's, yeah, I'll give him that. He 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 had like good acting chops for how young he was. Yeah, like, for I will sure. give him that. And when he was supposed to be annoying and screaming, he was annoying. So I mean, I'll give him that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he was. By the end, I'm like, just just kill him. Just kill. Him. Stop screaming. Just kill him because because he's the antichrist, not because he was screaming. Obviously. Oh, I'm really good with kids, you okay. guys. I'm actually I am good with kids. Damn it. Anyways, that's what people that are good with kids say. Yeah. <laughs> I am good with children. Oh, okay. Just stab the devil out of them first. Yeah, stab out that devil. Um, so Jack, we Did actually it... don't mm-hmm. really have a final girl unless you count Damien, who I is know. the bad guy. No. I'm not giving that little fucker yeah. a drink. I mean Mostly because he's under. So what we could do is give I feel like if anybody in this movie earned a drink, the two people would be Kathy 
and Jennings because yeah. they, they worked hard. They wanted yeah. to live. Everyone else is just there. A posthumous I'm not drink. Giving Robert that, shit. I think. You're not gonna give you gave him well, a lot of shit. I'm not giving already. him a drink. <laughs> okay, yeah. well. You got a drink? I I can go okay. first, yeah, sure. So I actually went usually we pick like pick something that is like a mixed drink, but I actually picked something that was it's it's already oh, a thing. Okay. It's a okay. beer. It's a barley wine beer. It's called Bugenhagen. <laughs> Imagine that. Are you serious? They actually made a beer called Bugenhagen. It's brewed by Black uh, Black Flag Brewing okay. Company. Um, and again, it's a barley wine. So it, and it's eleven percent. So it's a man. It's a it's a tasty one. It's That's a it's strong rough. beer. Uh, barley wines are. It's a very strong beer. Yes. Uh, barley wines kind of are like a. They have like they kind of taste like bready. Caramel, Ooh. honey, molasses, and toffee. It's kind of like one of those. Good. But it's also very oh. strong. They're pretty good, yeah. I like them. Well, I went boring. <laughs> I doubt so, that. So 10 years ago, October 10th, 2013, um, People Magazine put out a scary movie-inspired cocktails list. So they made one mm. for The Omen. It's called, oh, it's called The Omen, The Devil's Dagger. Uh, the guy who made it, Timmy Kitchens, is a mixologist at West Hollywood's Rock Amp Riley, and he found his muse in the the movie's pivotal stabbing scene. So the scene where they're in the church and Robert is supposed to be stabbing Damien, so that's why it's called mm-hmm. The Devil's Dagger. Um, so it okay. is one and a half ounces of Svedka cherry vodka, three-fourths ounce mm-hmm. of cherry brandy, half an ounce of Benedictine, half mm-hmm. an ounce of grapefruit juice, half an ounce of lime juice, Soda water and then an ice spear. Uh, and you're supposed to put it on a shaker, strain it out, and put it in a chilled highball glass. And then you top it with soda water and garnish it with fresh cherries. So it's a it's a kind of a sweet drink, yeah, then, it sounds like. Sounds... Very, very cherry. And uh, I mean, I'm sure that's the blood part the of blood. it. Blood. Yes. But I'd drink that. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound too bad. I'd give, yeah. I'd give that a shot. So, um, yeah. If we that was that was the omen, which I was not a fan of, but Sid, what were your that was the on? omen? Um, it was fun. I had a good time watching this one. Uh, there were parts that were a little long, but I can see why it's still a classic. Some of it are still like creepy, and the music is really good at amping up the yeah. vibes. So I had a good time, and I'm sorry you didn't. Don't be. I thought that was supposed to be a good thing for you <laughs> like when I'm in pain. Yeah, true. Um, yes. So, okay, friends, if you would like to reach out to us with a comment or just see what we're up to next. You can follow us uh, on Instagram at final Fem podcast, or you can email us at final at gmail.com. Um, we are still in the process of Patreon and merch, but it's coming. And uh, our next movie after this is, you want me to tell you <laughs> evil dead, evil, evil dead. dead. Our next movie is the evil dead. Oh man. That'll be a fun one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. So, Jack, any final thoughts? Kathy. That is all. (laughs) No, I... I... (laughs) Again, this... It was a slow-moving movie that had some interesting parts, but... um, And and some... Like I said, uh, Jenny's death was very Mm. cool. The decapitation scene. But overall, just... it's. Man, these these movies, these like movies based on like religious horror are not not, not my bag. favorite. All right, fair enough. That's nope. okay. 
Um, well, friends, uh, tune in next time to hear us and Kathy discuss the Evil Dead. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, people. Jack, give me one more, Kathy. Kathy. Yes. Yes. <laughs>